and and don't let fear stunt you or stop you because sometimes people get really they almost let their fear stunt them they don't follow their passions and their dreams i'd say like don't let that stunt you because failure isn't when you latch onto the word failure you think of it as to be bad like failure is not bad and you know failure can be a catalyst to you know your evolution and to something completely different Tash, the fairy founder of Nourish Cafe and Juicery, is an advocate of all things plant-based, from vegan dining to sustainable business practices. Tash is a jack of all trades when it comes to eco-conscious living. Not only is she a sassy powerhouse businesswoman, she's also a super mom to her daughter Mimi and of course her pup Mali. Tash recently celebrated the six-year anniversary of the opening of the original Nourish Cafe on Clue Street, which I love, by the way. And since opening, has spread her love of vegan food to almost every corner of Cape Town. She is on the cusp of relocating to the Ob store to Newlands and recreating a central processing production facility slash cafe in Salt River. She is incredibly passionate about ensuring that her business is run in a way that is earth-loving and wants to see the same for all businesses in Cape Town. Tasha, welcome to Undeniably You. It's so good to have you on the show. Yay, thank you so much. It's it's honestly such an honor to be speaking to another powerhouse and thank just you. so excited to be here. I mean, I know Nourish from six years ago and I remember <laughs> how hard it was to actually find, you know, plant-based mm. things or even oat milk at that time. I mean, now it's like blown up, but... It's amazing that you started all those years ago and, and we can see the progression of that. So before we jump in, who was Tash before Nourished? <laughs> yeah, so I feel like there's just so many layers because it's like, who was I before Nourished? And then who was I before I had Marion May or so? Because it's like just so many different layers of like me and shedding and stuff. But I think like in a nutshell, I... <laughs> I was definitely a little bit more hippie vibes. I had a couple of dreadlocks in my hair. Really? <laughs> I had like massive piercings in my ear. Uh, never wore shoes. Just really, just super earth, earth, earth girl. Earth child. Earth yeah. child from from the earth. And um, what age? I guess, what was that? Your teenagers. So or? that was so no. I was uh, I studied Mac at. I studied makeup and then went and worked at Mac. So that was like just after high school. And then I'd say, you know, that hippie side of me started coming out when I did my yoga teacher training and I was actually working on the yachts. Okay. So, yeah, since high school, I, I studied makeup and then worked at Mac Cosmetics in the waterfront for a year and then went and worked as a au pair in Holland for a year. And in Venice, Italy for a year. Wow. And then decided to go and give the yachts a bit of a try. So did that for five years. And then, yeah, funny enough, got fired off all of the yachts that I worked on. I feel like the universe knew that I had like other things in store for yeah, me. Yeah, it wasn't your true calling <laughs> as per se. You just needed to go through those experiences. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I learned so much while working as an au pair and also working with you know, the world's richest people. But, 
I feel like I had a, a bigger pur- purpose at play and, and the, the firing and me getting fired off all the yachts was just part of the, yeah, I the guess path. It teaches you how to deal with rejection, right? Yeah. So, okay. That was very humiliating in the time, like walking down the crew corridor and like you've got all your bags and now you have to say goodbye to like all your crewmates that you've like befriended for like a year and they like want to know like why you got fired. Why did you get fired? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I wasn't the typical yachty. Mm. I, I like to test the boundaries. Never did anything like ridiculously. It was just, you know, if they said like don't use the, the guest gym, I would be there at like five o'clock on the treadmill using the guest gym. Okay. So a bit of a rebellious side. Yeah, just like always trying to test the boundaries. I love that. (laughs) And so after the yachts, did you learn yoga while you were yachting or was that separate? So I got into yoga. My chief stewardess at the time was a huge uh, yogi and went to a couple of hot, sweaty um, power classes in Fort Lauderdale where the the boat was docked at and and then actually acquainted the yoga instructor and she was like the catalyst and she was like, why don't you do your yoga teacher training? And then went through a really bad breakup at the same time and needed something to mm-hmm. just like get me back to myself because I was going through quite a turbulent time. So she was like, why don't you go to Costa Rica to do your yoga teacher training? And I was like, that's such a good idea because I had leave coming up. Um, and it was quite close. So yeah, I did my yoga teacher training in Costa Rica in Puerto Viejo. Amazing. And do you th- is the yachting what funded that? Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. The the fun the yachting gave me the the foundation to to actually pay for that yoga course. Yeah. I mean, they quite pricey nowadays. They are. I and mean, this was like seven years ago. So. Okay, so you did so you did your yoga teacher training and then you decided to teach or did you come were you did you come back to South Africa after that? So then I was actually gonna go back to the yachts. That was my plan and then sort of redirect like the stewardessing to becoming a yoga teacher mm-hmm. on board. And that was the plan. Um, but then got back to that yacht and then got fired off that yacht. So okay. <laughs> and had to come back home. Um, but I feel like my true like health awakening actually happened when I was in Costa Rica. I, I didn't actually know. I wasn't vegan at the time. Wasn't even vegetarian. I was still eating like predominantly a meat-based diet on the yachts. And I booked this yoga teacher training and didn't actually know that it was like raw vegan. So I arrived and when they brought out like the first lunch, I was like, I was like, you know, like where's, 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 the, my, where's, where's the meat? Like where's the rest <laughs> of the dish? And they were like, no, this is actually a raw vegan um, yoga retreat. So I was like, okay, so let me just go in and do this. And I feel like that the, the igniting of like my health awakening started because I... I actually put on 16 kilos while working on the super yacht. So I was like really not in a good space mentally. And this, I think, aided in the whole breakup and just not being in a really Mm. good mental state. And didn't really go to do my yoga teacher training to lose weight. But it's funny, like started losing weight naturally just because, yeah, we were doing like 12 hours of yoga a day. It was really gnarly. 
but I feel like the mind and the body and the soul were all being nourished at the same time. And I feel like when they all come into like balance, that's when things start working and bodily systems start working Mm -hmm. and, and start shifting. And I, I just started losing weight. I wasn't like, I'm going to lose weight. So it just started coming off quite naturally, which was quite beautiful. Yeah. And then came back to Cape Town because I obviously didn't have a boat to go back to. Um, And then I really did want to stay in Costa Rica. I was like, I want to become a hippie and live on like a permaculture (laughs) farm and be naked all day. Um, And then had like quite a strong calling from the the family to come back and... Let's talk a bit about that. So you have, your family is in the restaurant business, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Can you talk to me about a bit about your experience with that and what exactly do they do? So my dad runs an incredible um, Italian restaurant on Kloof Street, which is actually next door to the Kloof Street branch. Uh, he's been there for, I think, like 32 years, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, Bacini's is an institution in Cape Town. It's it's a place where families can just go and have a quick dinner after you've picked the kids up from school and you just want to have something nourishing and, well, not nourishing, but just more like delicious and cheesy and yummy. Yeah. And yeah, I think it's... Did you grow up in the restaurant? Yeah. So? I, I, so we've... My sister and I have only known the restaurant. I mean, my dad and mom used to put our little baby carriers right next to the pizza oven and that's where we used to sleep. And then they had us waitressing from the age of like seven. I'm just jokingly, but like, come on, take this. So really has that uh, hospitality and that hosting and that restaurateurness in the blood. That's amazing. Um, my grandfather also has a restaurant or had a restaurant in Fishhook called Napoli Trattoria. Also very Italian and he used to run that with my grandmother. And so yeah, really, really is in the blood. My mom on my mom's side, she's more Portuguese. So she had a Portuguese fish and chips restaurant. Wow. So yeah, lots of It's incredible how all of these things have shaped you into creating your brand, which is Nourished. And I guess this would be my next question to you is, how was Nourished born? So this is like probably like one of my second favorite question. I think I came back from the yachts and my dad wanted me to take over Bacini's. And I didn't have a job at the time and I was like, okay, I'm going to become a, a yogi instructor. So I was trying to get my foot in the into the door in, in that industry. But then really started waitressing, started hostessing, started managing and was just at like my soul level, wasn't inspired and happy. So I was walking back to my car one afternoon and there were the two garages that were open and these were my dad's garages for Bacinis. And I was like, oh, what's in here? And I looked and there was like pictures of the family on the walls and there was a fridge that was like dirty inside. And I like looked in and I called my dad and I was like, dad, I was like, what are you doing with this space? And he's like, no, it's just our storeroom. And I was like, what happens if I can put my yoga studio in here? And he was like, no ways, that's too loud. You'd never be able to, it's too small. And then this idea just started like, and then I couldn't sleep. And it was like nights on end, just like thinking like, what could I do? What could I do? And then, yeah, I was like, well, well, I could do like a juice bar. 
I'd love to do. I'd been to many juice bars over my years on the yachts and in Costa Rica. I was like, cool. And then that's when I started. So it just started with juices first? Just juices, yeah. Okay. Six juices. And then people came in and they were like, can we get a smoothie up in this grill? And I was uh, like, okay, now I've got to start like making smoothies. And then yeah. it was like, do you have like avant toast? Like, I was like, okay, now I've got to do avant toast. So just started growing really organically, which was quite Amazing. exciting. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. And growing a brand takes a lot of time and consistency. And I think people were able to guide you through that process. So it felt very guided for you. You know, as you said, people come in asking for um, these yeah, different additions. things. So what kept you motivated? What kept you going to push through with the idea? Because people generally, when they start a business, within a couple of months, you you kind of feel defeated. Yeah. You know, what's, what's that thing that pushes you through? She says, quite lucky in the first year that it really just took off and so there was no feeling of like this is not going to work or mm. you know my market is not liking my product there was no excuse for me to stop it like it started and it was like a snowball it's just rolling downhill getting bigger and bigger and bigger and so there was not even like a moment where I was like like should I carry out this on or yeah the yeah. motivation was already there in in what I could sense from my customers yeah and did quite a few big collaborations that year with some big um influences like dutch and german influences that then almost pivoted the dutch and german market as well so when they were coming to cape town they were like you have to come to nourished yeah and so there's a huge market um in germany and holland I guess you're also one of the first that opened, yeah. which was like this plant-based restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. If not the first. I yeah, I think um, Raw and Roxy was there already yes, and yeah. Schecter's, I think, must have been there already. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, definitely one of the first. I think really like as an activist for mm -hmm. plant-based for sure and, and environmentalism yeah how do you ensure that your ingredients are ethically and sustainably sourced so I'm actually so glad that this question has come up this is a huge challenge if not the biggest challenge for us um we want to be fully organic it's just that we have tried time and time after and the market or the 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 suppliers have just proved unfortunately that we can't have a consistent affordable and sustainable mm. in like uh in stream of the of organic produce we've tried we've tried with three or four different companies and in one sense yeah your carrots are organic but the carrots are this big and so how do we make a thousand carrot and orange juices with you know and there's it's hard because I think, you know, we want to be there, but it, it's going to take time. I know, like, I, I'm convinced that in the next five years, there will be massive, like, regulations around organic. There isn't even regulations in, in South Africa. There's no, like, company, like, the in the United States, if you are USDA approved, you've gone through an organization that is, like, certified you organic. Mm -hmm. There aren't even, like 
companies that can certify you organic in That's South so Africa. So it's it's yeah. so tricky. Also in Philippi, if if you're working with a, a supplier that has organic produce in Philippi and you're like, oh, this is all organic, it's a backyard garden, the the surrounding farms spray their crops with um, pesticides. And so the air has then polluted that soil and then that's it's not organic because unfortunately the fertilizers and the pesticides has landed on those crops. So mm. it's really, really tricky. I definitely think like my future investments will be in like the organic market in South Africa. It would be amazing to see. I was just about um, to say that I can see you having a nourished farm, yeah. you know, with just uh, organic fruit and vegetables. And be like the first, like 100% certified. I think it's also very important to chat about these things because people don't have the education or knowledge of mm. where this food is actually sourced or is coming from. And, you know, labels are so deceiving where you, it says it's organic, but is it really and so. it's just so unregulated in South Africa. Mm. Like we have um, a product developer interning at Nourished at the moment. Mm -hmm. She's from Holland and she's like absolutely, she is shocked. She's yeah. like, how do you like get a, a, a parcel or a product into a retail store with like no information on it? It's yeah. just like, she's like, my mind is boggled. There's just like no regulations around it. It's just that's how it In is. Yeah, incredible oppor opportunity though for us to to have these conversations and start yeah. changing that. Yeah. Um, you know, especially because food should be free sh and not free, but like it should be sourced organically, and yeah. we should all be eating healthier. Hundred um, percent. So on that topic, can we maybe speak about the health benefits of a plant based diet? Yeah, I mean, it's it's. It's difficult for me to say, firstly, because I'm not a doctor or a nutritionist, mm -hmm. but from my experience, I'd say just like the the vibration and the energy and the way that I feel how I eat and how I feel when I eat plant-based. Mm -hmm. And this is different for everybody because everyone is completely different and made up of different, you know, compositions. But from in a personal experience, when I'm eating plant-based and healthy, I'm energized, I'm focused, I've got clarity, I'm motivated, I'm not feeling sluggish and exhausted. And if you pair that with meditation and and exercise, it's, it's a no-brainer. Honestly, it really is a no-brainer for me. But it's hard because everyone obviously is... I know for my partner, we st we started dating six years ago and we were both um, raw vegan, like even venturing into fruitarian. We didn't have a kid at the time, so it was easy for us. Yeah. And now from being um, strict vegan, he's ventured more into like incorporating some meat into his diet. So mm -hmm. I think also just like in terms of like where you are in your life, you know, you will fluctuate. and You have to listen to your body ultimately. 100%. How would you, what, what what advice would you give to someone who wants to try or start eating plant-based? What's the easiest way to step into that? I would say take it day by day. I think people get so overwhelmed and then they're like, oh, I can't live this lifestyle. It's not for me mm -hmm. because it's, I think the hardest thing about 
a plant-based lifestyle is like maintaining it um, and not sort of giving into, say, some of the urges that you might have in the initial phases. But I think, yeah, just take it day by day and don't be too hard on yourself. If you wake up one morning and you want to eat some feta cheese and a Greek salad that you have, your mom has made you, have it and then just try again the next day and start again the next day. It is, there is a transitionary period um, that happens. It doesn't happen overnight, unfortunately. It's not like something that you can just press and it happens. And I'd say, yeah, I mean, use companies like Nourished, you know. Totally. Yeah, yeah. come and support us and, and let us help you. What is your some of your favorite products? So let's talk a bit about your menu items. Mm-hmm. I know we brought some here. So we have, <laughs> for those just listening to the audio, we have the beetroot. Is yeah. it? What is it called? Feeling the beat of my heart. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's beetroot, apple, carrot, cucumber, ginger, mint, and lemon. Yeah. And then we also have... And this You're like, going to say this one because <laughs> this is you. <laughs> this is actually the first juice that I created. And this is called Happy Hippie because this is like me when I first started. And I, I must say, and I, for the record, like I still have those like hippie instincts in me you know like if I go away to boom festival went two years ago I was walking around naked like barefoot the whole time like I have these in there just haven't left this is kale spinach celery cucumber lemon apple and ginger I love that so anyone listening or watching if you want to know Tasha in a juice form she's the happy hippie (laughs) (laughs) and you're the feeling the beat of my heart. I'm feeling the beat of my heart. And it's actually, yeah, I'm I'm teaching a yoga class for a wedding this week. So okay. that's perfectly aligned. Should Yay. we have a quick sip and then... Yeah, and then just, I have to show you this because I'm so proud. But look at that. So it's like oh, the wow. map of like the world. And then like, if you scan the QR code, that will tell you about like the responsible recycling initiative that we have with these bottles. So we've got a reverse recycling vending machine at the Kloof store. And when you put the bottle into the vending machine, you actually get money back. So you're incentivizing people to look at this as as like a resource, as like money rather than waste. That's incredible. Um, so there's a huge thing on our um, website if people want to go and check it out. So this is one of your drives to, yeah. you know, help the environment yeah. on, a, on a deeper level. Yeah, we yeah. partnered with a company called Imagined Earth and it's okay. an app that you can actually download on your phone and you can actually then, you know, rack up a wallet on this app and then buy airtime and buy spa vouchers and buy nourished. And wow. so you're incentivizing people to not like just throw this in any bin, but so- rather like put it through the vending machine. And there are vending machines erected all over Cape Town, all over Durban, all over Johannesburg. That's incredible. And that's, what's the company called again? Imagined Earth. Imagined Earth. Yeah. So anyone who has a plastic bottle, you can get money. Glass, glass. cardboard. Okay. It's There's so that's many incredible. products in, in that vending machine. So jumping back in, mm. actually, before we carry on, we you also have... So we spoke about your juices. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk a bit about the tincture? Yeah. Okay, you go for it. Okay, so I I had a child. <laughs> yes, which you're ch- going to get into <laughs> I soon. had a child yeah. four years ago and I really, as a mother, struggled to 
um, produce breast milk. It was just part of my breastfeeding journey that I had to go through, which was, you know, a, a blessing in disguise because I created an amazing range of 10 tinctures that support the human on a deeper cellular level. What is a tincture? So a tincture is basically a formulation of uh, plants uh, extracted with a very safe and um, responsible uh, procedure where you take ethanol, obviously food-grade ethanol, and you put the plants through this process and it basically extracts all of the benefits from this plant. All the nutrients. All the nutrients and all of the best parts of this plant, whether it's the root or the flower or the leaves or the stem, you can put it through. But this one, specifically this 10, so how it started was I, I phoned my herbalist, um, Cullen, from Ether Apothecary, and I was like, Cullen, I'm really struggling to produce milk. You got to give me some of your plant medicine, like formulate a tincture for me that I could take that can help me with my with my breast. Um, with my breast. <laughs> with <laughs> for, my for, breast. For producing some <laughs> yeah. breast milk. Okay. And he sent me this thing and he was in the free state on the farm at the time. And he sent me this bottle and it was unlabeled. It was just a, like a dropper bottle. And I started taking it. And I promise you, I'm not lying. Within like a day of taking this tincture, like my boobs were huge. I had so much milk. I was almost like on the phone to like a milk bank. Like you need to come and like take some of this milk. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. And so like that was like my initiation in seeing the power of plants and like mm -hmm. seeing how incredible plants actually are and like the the wisdom that they hold and you know, just like the, the sacredness of them. I mean, they've been around for years oh. and years and years. People back in the day would use plants for, you know, if someone had Everything. a wound. Or, and it's Everything. beautiful to see that coming back into... I'm forest. trying to like bridge the gap between ancient healing mm -hmm. and, you know, the tr tribes using plants as, as a way to live and trying to like bring that back. So an adaptogenic tincture, which is the one that I'm holding in my hand, an adaptogenic, because someone's like, what is an adaptogenic tincture? So an adaptogenic tincture, and there's a, a list which I can give you if you want to give to, we can to add your it followers, yeah. is um, a list of plants or root shrubs that help your body adapt to coping with external stresses. So almost brings the body back into um, balance and and just the wisdom of these plants working their magic in your bodily systems and letting the plants do the work for you. So Incredible. it's just pr profound. This one has got licorice root, maca root, ashwagandha, ulithrio and cisandra sish berries. Amazing. And we live in such a stressful time. And I think these medicines that are now easily available, mm. you know, people can go and shop this at mm. Nourish. Yeah. Would you, do you have any for anxiety or depression? I know a lot of people are struggling with that. So are there 
some of these tinctures for those symptoms? Yeah, we've got 10. Um, we've got one for, yeah, it's it's actually called, um, I, I don't know if I actually brought it. I think these are the newest And that's the, the menstrual. Men menstrual. Okay. So menstrual moon and then the mood, mood boost is the, I think that's the name, mood magic. Okay. So mood magic is for... Um, it's got uh, St. John's Ward. So if you are on any like prescription, then I would say advise with your doctor, doctor before you take it because St. John's Ward and some um, medication, there can be a little bit of an altercation there. So it's got St. John's Ward, but they all have different herbs and plants and they're just all really beautiful. There's one for menstrual cycles. So if you're struggling with, like, yeah. with your like menstrual pain, um, mood swings that's also we've got one for libido so like women who need like a little bit more support to increase their like sex drive and yeah so there's there's so many there's also one for menopause like women that ex uh, who experience like hot flushes so yeah so we will add the we'll add the list onto the to the information on yeah, the podcast yeah that yeah. and maybe we could also do like a like a coupon code as well if anyone sure. wants to get some totally give give them to them uh, we will be doing a giveaway so I think yeah. we'll add one of these and for me the menstrual one's really interesting I just recently had a hospital scenario mm -hmm. and they think it's endometriosis which is very hard to test for mm -hmm. um but I'm going to try that and and I'll keep everyone yeah, posted let me know I will you spoke about being a mom. Congratulations. Thank you. Her name is Mimi. Yeah, so her oh. real name is Marion May. But everyone calls her Mimi. And she's actually four tomorrow. It's her birthday. Cute. Happy birthday for Thank tomorrow. <laughs> and how's that journey been for, for you? I mean, being an entrepreneur and also being a mom can be very challenging. Mm. You know, running <clears throat> the whole show. Um, how do you manage your time? How is that life for you? Yeah, it's been interesting because I feel like when I had Marion May, we were talking about like who I was before mm -hmm. Nourished and then it's like who I was before Mimi, you know. And you do, there is this, when you birth a child, there is this like shedding and the shifting into a newer version of you. And so for the first year, I really struggled actually to almost integrate back into Nourished. I was like, where do I fit in in this company and like can I actually do this and I mean now it's much easier um but yeah as like, she got older as she got older in. it became much easier but okay. there's like this initial period from what I experienced is like this shedding of like who you were and then like this birthing of a new you and so I started Nourish before her and so like there was like a little bit of like dissociation in terms of like can I still run this company? And mm -hmm. so it's hard for me to like, but now it's that feeling's gone. Luckily, I'm like, whoo, because I love Nourish so it much. It probably redirected you into creating a Nourish from a mom's perspective yeah. too. And we did. And we created a beautiful like uh, meal plan for moms Amazing. after they've birthed, which we took we took off the the website just before COVID happened. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about possibly putting it back. Totally, like a, and Mother's Day is coming up, yeah. so maybe it would be a nice. We're actually doing version. an amazing like brunch box for Mother's Day. So if you okay. want to get like your mom something for Mother's Day, perfect. You can buy your mom, and it's gonna have like 
uh, chickpea tuna, like bagels and muffins and juices and fruit. And That's so sweet. Yeah. So anyone who wants to spoil their, their <laughs> mom for my Mother's Day, Nourished has some of that for you. Um, so back to being a mother. Yeah. Do you, how do you manage your time? So do you go into your, you know, we can speak about this more, you're, you're expanding, right? Yeah. So let's talk about that and then how you adapt as a mom to all these things. Yeah, so I'm so blessed that I actually have an incredible team that gives me the opportunity to still be really involved in her life and and still, you know, able to to run the businesses. But I've got an incredible team that supports me and that, you know, kind of like runs the business. And I could I could go away and turn my phone off for a week, and I I would trust that they would run the business and that How they do would you find do... these people. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we can do a whole nother podcast, podcast on, on like employing people. Yeah, I can and it, imagine it, it comes with because I really actually struggled with this in the beginning, but it comes with like manifesting someone and like mm. really really feeling the feeling of like bringing that feeling on to like how you want to have the relationship with that person and feel that feeling. Like, do you want it to be fun and like, and like amazing, like feel those feelings and then like really visualize that person. And then it will um, come to you. Yeah, yeah. 100%. I, I truly believe in that. Um, okay. Well, you're moving your ob store, right? Yes. Can we talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So when um, we opened Nourish Kloof, I needed to find a production facility and OBS was the production facility. We didn't really open the OBS store to create another big cafe. That was never the intention. It was more just so that we had a space that we could make our juices from. Mm -hmm. And then it, it actually, it, it started taking off and it's done beautifully for like the last five years. But I feel like OBS isn't really serving us as like for what we need right now in terms of like production space. We need something a little bit bigger. So we're moving our retail side to Newlands. Very excited. Super exciting. And then we're moving our production facility to Salt River. Okay. So when does the Newlands one open? Um, I don't want to give a definite date yet, okay. but definitely in the month of May. So quite soon. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for that. Oh, very excited. So I want to jump into the social media side before yeah. we conclude. Um, did you always have a social media marketing strategy? Is that something that happened organically for we can speak to people that are starting out in, you know, in the entrepreneur world and... How did you go about your social media and marketing strategy? I, we've always had like agency, well, sorry, no, we always had in-house, always mm. had someone doing the marketing for us and I always loved that and then sort of veered off into doing, going the agency route. That's interesting. So did in-house for a little bit and then did like agency for a little bit. And then after the last agency that we worked with, I, I was like, no, I, I really want to bring this in-house. So found mm -hmm. the most amazing marketing director. And she runs hand-in-hand -hand with me, like 
nourish socials and she does an amazing job. She's so incredible. She's Gen Z, so she knows like all the, the terminology and everything. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like, what, what does that mean? Um, but she's fantastic. And in terms of strategy, I am quite hard to work with in terms of like, I've got so many ideas and I think that's like the that entrepreneurial spirit. It's mm -hmm. like I, I latch onto something and I'm like, I want to do it and like, let's do it now, now, now. Yeah. So I'm inspired by my own lifestyle and about things that I'm learning about in the moment. And so strategy sometimes like actually like doesn't get followed through because then I'm like, no, we've, we've, haven't actually acted quick enough on this. Like, let's mm. move on to something else. But then have, like, something, say, for, like, this uh, Mother's Day box, really wanted to draw from my own experience. Like, if I'm a mom, like, what would I love? I'd love to be, like, sitting in bed and my daughter, like, come with a box of, like, nourishing goodies and say, like, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah. So, like, try and always like use the strategy and and draw that from like personal experience of like what what would I enjoy yeah you're living in presence and I yeah. think that's important is being true to yourself in the now and acting upon that instead of trying to follow trends or mm. anything like that I think that's a very strong entrepreneurial skill to have is to really trust your gut and go forward with it yeah 100% um, so what advice would you have for entrepreneurs or anyone starting in this space, someone who wants to start a restaurant, you know, in the plant-based world? Um, so there's lots of practical nibbly bits that no one really tells you before you start a business. And I think, you know, I think the main takeaway would be to not give up too soon and just stay consistent don't, if you want to open up a cafe, don't have different opening times. Those are your opening times. You stay open, be consistent, don't close. If you can try and stay open for as long as possible, mostly every day, you want to create consistency. You want to almost have this place where your customers know that they can always come to. I'd say don't give up too soon because things like this they do take time mm -hmm. and um and and don't let fear stunt you or stop you because sometimes people get really they almost let their fear stunt them they don't follow their passions and their dreams I'd say like don't let that stunt you because failure isn't when you latch onto the word failure, you think of it to be bad. Like failure is not bad. And, you know, failure can be a catalyst to, you know, your evolution and to something completely different. You you thought you were going down one, one road, but then something terrible happened, but it actually pivoted you onto a whole new journey, which is where you're actually supposed to be. So, so failure can also be so beautiful in a sense that you can learn so much so don't let failure stop you from reaching your dreams and also if anyone who's listening to this wants to talk to me or ask me questions they're more than welcome to dm me on instagram i'm i love like helping entrepreneurs with this sort of thing what's your instagram handle 
It's nourished Cape Town. Perfect. And then just to end off, I have my last two questions. So what is the one mantra that you live by or quote? Make every negative situation into a positive situation. I love that. And the last, last question to have some fun. What is one thing that people don't know about you? Anything? (laughs) I don't know if anyone's actually asked me this. Hmm. I'll give you mine. I have a belly button fear. But it's as (laughs) random as it gets. What do you mean? Like you just don't like them. You don't want to look at them. Don't look, don't touch, don't (laughs) speak about it. (laughs) Okay. Um, I had my nipples pierced. Both of them. There we go, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending this time with me. It's been great getting to know your journey. And I'm sure that the listeners um, would be very interested also to know your background and your journey. I could talk to you for ages. Um, I am doing season two, so maybe we can go to the store. And yeah, thank you for your time and your energy and for being here today. And it's been amazing having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. Honestly, I really appreciate it. Big kisses.